It takes money. My problem with Pop-Tarts, funny you should raise this. I think they think that sharks are water weasels. When the world ends, you can eat my corpse. I'm just here for the uh, shit show. Veggie pot pie, veggie pot pie. I made a veggie pot pie. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. Queen Radio. It's in ramblings. Have you seen the movie Cars? I haven't. That Pixar animated one? I'm aware of it. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. There might be another movie called Cars that people are like, oh, yeah, I love that movie. Like, oh, the animated one. Yeah, it's the uh, 1989 Fellini film. (laughs) (laughs) It's a meditation on what truly separates us from our machines. It's it's beautiful, Ben. It's one of my favorite films. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) It never hurts to clarify. (laughs) <laughs> I'm super glad you asked. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I do love to meditate on who is truly in control now. If we spend more time yeah. at work just to buy these machines that are supposed to make our lives easier, who is truly in control? And uh, Fellini really nails Bye. it. So welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it was the great band Metric that said, buy this car to drive to work, drive to work to pay for that car. Oh, I don't know and, that one. Uh, well, I haven't, I haven't seen the movie Cars either, but I assume it's all about the daily grind. <laughs> How many cafes in the world do you think are called the daily grind? It's got to be a lot. It's like 30% of cafes, surely. Surely. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's no people in that movie. I've got it on good authority. Is there not? Right? That's weird. No, it's just all anthropomorphic cars and car-like vehicles. Because usually they have a few people. Yeah, exactly. Like even Wally. Has like a few people. It's got a lot it's of like people. Mostly, okay, I haven't seen Wally either, but you know what I mean. That's like not. It's about a robot, but there's people. Oh, uh, Wally's great. If you're seeing cars and not Wally, you're living your life wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'll make sure I've got those um, in priority order when it comes to uh, making that list. But my question was, what happened to the people? Like, are we supposed to believe that this is just a world where cars are the only living beings, essentially? Mm. Like, were there never people? Or, and I think this is the more interesting Mm -hmm. way to approach that film, is this a post-apocalyptic movie where the people were, like, overridden by cars or just died out? I knew that's where you were going. I've got a third plot twist for you. Because yeah. I thought you were going to say, yeah, where was everybody murdered by cars? Which is a great thought. And I love that. And I think we should Well, that would be a much more interesting film, I think. Well, I haven't seen it. Like, I didn't maybe see Maybe the film's amazing. Defi- <laughs> maybe it is. But- maybe we're both wrong. And they're like, even if we added that twist, we couldn't have made a better film. And we're like, au contraire. Well, I guess, regardless, there is room for a prequel where we can see the rise of the cars <laughs> and the downfall of the humans. I mean, I don't hate that idea and I knew that's where you were going with it. So I've got a third thought. Yeah. Well, you know how obviously the universe, we don't know where it came from. Uh, yeah, like, I guess we've got like theories. The big, we've, but we've got the we Big can't... Bang, but it's like what was around to bang? To, yeah. So sure. we don't know exactly where we all came from, 100%. So I think, do is there one human who started this kind of car planet who they regard as some sort of god? How would they start it? Like, did they build the first car? 
I don't know. I yeah, I think maybe like they built all of like it's come I can imagine Elon Musk again. It's uh how far into the podcast am I bringing him up? Three and a half minutes. <laughs> Three and a half minutes. It's a new record, I think. Musk chat. We haven't even got to the intro. <laughs> I can imagine Elon Musk making a series of anthropomorphic <laughs> cars, powering them up on another planet and leaving them there to see what sort of society they create. But did he make every single car or did he build like no, I a think he's gone down like the Adam and Eve route of cars. He made two and then they made the rest. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> or at least the first kind of few families, if not just two, like the first few families to make the others. Yeah, well, he might have made like one car, one truck, one speedboat or whatever. Yeah, he kind of mo- maybe Noah's Arctic is more yeah. a better analogy. <laughs> I mean... Any of these uh, premises would be more interesting to me than the movie Cars. Well, you don't know. You haven't seen it. Well, I guess like I wasn't in any rush because no one was like, oh, Ben, I know it looks like a children's film with very little substance, but (laughs) it's underrated. They've uh, just marketed it badly. No one had that conversation with me about that movie. Because Wally is rad. I really like Wally. Well, that's the thing. Rocky really likes Wally. A lot of people telling me that I should watch Wally. Yeah, you should. Yeah, no one's telling me to watch Cars. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. And this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 219. A very bloody episode. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, well, uh, you inspired this one. As in, it's going to be or something's happened because I'm nervous? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Stick around for the end of the episode if you dare. I don't dare. See you later. <laughs> You were posing a very um, uh, interesting question before the show about okay. what is the worst place on your body to get a small cut? Okay, yes, because I've got one at the moment and it's wildly unpleasant. And I, I essentially think about this cut day and night and it's really constantly with me. It's so frustrating. So let me know what are your thoughts because you said it's obvious you jumped in straight away and said it's obvious and I said au contraire because I don't think you're going to say where I've got it well in this um unprecedented time Vicky it's like the worst time to have a small cut on your hands because we're using hand sanitizer on like a seemingly hourly basis right yeah so I didn't even know that I had a cut on my hand but I sure as shit found out as soon as I put some hand sanitizer on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You've it got me just there. Like, it burns. Like, it sears into that hole. You're like, holy... <laughs> like, I don't know how it's possible to have, like... To not feel the pain when it initially happens. But then it's, like, deep enough for it to burn that down into your soul seem- somehow. Yeah. <laughs> See this, I think, I don't know, I could be wrong. I think this is worse. You you kind of saw me pointing to it there and, and it's going to be quite hard. I'll kind of lean in. It's so tiny that I don't think you'll even see it on camera, but it's essentially on my bottom eyelid where the muscle contracts to blink. Where the uh, the lower eyelid, like the crease of your eyelid essentially. Yeah, like you know where your eye kind of, I guess, starts to come towards the edge of the almond like if you blink now you'll feel a tiny muscle kind of moving your bottom eyelid up if how you put your you finger there that? Like, what i don't know do? i yeah that again it's a mystery like i just kind of noticed it i think again like i was showering and i washed my face and i was like oh god damn and then i feel it every time i blink 
And it's such a tiny cut that, like, literally you have to hold me down and, like, peel the folds of my skin back because it's also swollen a little to even see it. But like, I'll, I can't forget about it even for 30 seconds. Like, my yeah, sleep horrible. is the only respite because my eyes are shut. <laughs> yeah, you just got to pick open or closed and that's your life now. Yeah, or, like, do I blink less? <laughs> yeah, it reminds me, like, one time I... um. I strained my neck and so I just couldn't turn my neck. Oh, you have to and like turn your whole body around? Yeah. And it's <laughs> one of those things that you just really don't notice how often you do it until you can't do it. Yeah. And so you just see something out of the peripheral of your eye and you're like, and you're like oh, what's that? And uh, you're like, now I'm in searing pain. (laughs) And so it's like every minute that you you keep doing it and obviously like just makes it worse every time. (laughs) And, you know, most of the time it's nothing important. No. It's just a reflex, but someone like walked past the window and you're like, "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) yeah. See, I think like, yeah, again, I'm not getting hand sanitizer in it, which would hurt, but I think something that hurts every time you blink has got to be up there. Oh, uh, yeah. And so can you uh, put like a Band-Aid on it or it's like too small for even that? Or It's like I could, but it wouldn't make any difference to anything. And also then I'd be like freaking Nelly. I'd have one of those tiny white kind of butterfly clip Band-Aids right under my eye. Like it would just look stupid. Maybe that would give you some street cred. <laughs> I've got street cred, Ben. <laughs> I don't need to resort to these tactics. Well, maybe it would give you more. I don't know. Nelly was pretty cool back in his day. Only someone without street cred would suggest that. Yeah, I've got a stack of Band-Aids ready to go right now. Just, uh, <laughs> I, I thought that you were going to pull the move, so I'm like, oh, I better not. That's Vicky's thing. But now oh, that okay. I know that you're not doing it, I can be the Band-Aid guy now. I feel like Nelly's had his turn. <laughs> I mean, I do have some cool Band-Aids. At the moment, my Band-Aids are are kind of those Mexican sugar skulls. So that'll be kind of a cool thing to stick to my face. But it would definitely look like I murdered someone in prison. Is it like the skulls that you would see at like the Day of the Dead or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Uh, Well, also, like, why are you worried about what it looks like? You're basically confined to your house right now anyway. You're the one who brought up that it might give me street cred. So, again... Yeah, but you were, you were saying that you kind of were just worried about it looking dumb. I'm like, who, Oh, because it would <laughs> offer no benefit anyway. So, yes, I could, but it would offer no benefit and look dumb. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that does sound pretty annoying. Although, hot take, make your relationship more exciting slash give yourself these kinds of anxieties by saying that you live with your crush and your crush is coming. <laughs> Why? Like, because last. My crush might see it, Ben. <laughs> last episode, it seemed like your boyfriend was vehemently opposed to you and him being referred to as each other's crushes. Was it? Has that changed since then? Oh, I've already brought this up, have I? Well, it came up because we were talking about the bubbles. Yeah. And we were suggesting that maybe you could go visit your crush as opposed to intimate partners. Right. And so uh, you asked him if 
he thought that you were his crush and he was uh, quite adamant, no. So <laughs> has this been an ongoing discussion for the last two weeks or something? Um, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about, so yes. yeah. Okay. Like, remember <laughs> that podcast that we did? That was a good episode. <laughs> well, speaking of the uh, last episode, there was something that we talked about that I did want to revisit, which was uh, the advice section that we uh, gave where um, for those listeners who haven't heard... Last week's episode, it's probably best to just go listen to it. I thought you were going to say it's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, always. But uh, to sum it up again, a quick reminder, we, uh, we had a person write in who uh, was catfishing their wife, posing as Jason Manzukis because mm-hmm. he was their celebrity crush. And I kind of like in editing the episode... I was like, I don't know if I actually agree with the advice that I gave. Oh, okay. Do you agree with my advice? Because this feels good. This is really vindicating. Again, another vindicating moment in my day. Well, I think your advice was quite similar to mine. Which was what? I said that he should tell her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he should tell her. What? (laughs) Are you Having thought about it. Well, because, like, think about it. If he tells her, the relationship's done. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So if he is like really trying to get this relationship on track, which it sounds like the only stumbling block so far is that she wasn't like they weren't as sexually active as they once were. And yeah. now she's cheating on on him. Or I guess like, <laughs> you know, cyber cheating. Well, she cheating. believes that she's cyber cheating. Yeah. With Jason Manzuka. With Jason Manzukas, But she's That's not. That's what I'm saying. Like the relationship's over. That's why I said you have to tell her and just call it. I think that was my advice. Your relationship's over. You're not happy with the sexual activity and she's essentially cheating because you catfished her. It's over. You need to come clean and end your relationship. I think you can bounce back from this. I love your positivity. (laughs) What's worse, right? Her Mm -hmm. actually cheating with Jason Manzukis or her thinking she's cheating with Jason Manzukis? I don't think it matters. It absolutely matters. Oh my gosh, it does not matter. The intent is the same. The intent's the same, but in terms of the other person being able to get over it, I think it's a lot easier to deal with the fact that she was being catfished by you. Because like you're... Involved in the scenario. So you're like, maybe she fell in love with my words. Maybe. I did mention it was like very much like the Pina Colada song last episode. So it no. was like... You, this is, these, some of the things you say highlight to me how much you're definitely not in a relationship. No, but all our advice is like, <laughs> this relationship is doomed. You're better well. You should just bail while you can. I mean, like, no, that's always your advice. This is my advice. (laughs) This time I'm changing my advice. I think it's not on a great track. I'm admitting (laughs) that. But if you can keep this a secret for the rest of the relationship, which might be the rest of your lifetime, which I I know is a big. big In relationships, if you're keeping a, a secret for the rest of your life, that's very healthy for the relationship. Well, maybe you could keep it for like five years, right? I don't think, I think that's worse. No matter when it comes out, it's not going to be a good thing. It's not going to be good, but you might still weather the storm. No. Like if you, if you say, all right, like clearly I fucked up by trying to catfish my wife. She fucked (laughs) up by going along with it. Yes. We're both on equal playing field in terms of that 
mistake, right? Bold, but okay. But I'm still in love with you. He still loves her. So if he's like, all right, she hasn't been as uh, sexual with me. Maybe like I can do something about that. I can like you know flirt with her more or like yeah clean up around the house lingerie. Yeah, exactly. He'll (laughs) put on some mangerie. I suppose it's just still called lingerie. Yeah, get like my Borat mankini out to seduce her. You know, whatever. He can go the extra mile to try and win her back. Mm -hmm. She might actually uh, go along with that. And she probably feels Mm -hmm. guilty that she's already slipped up. I mean, damn, I should hope so. Unless, like I said, she's like, well, we did say. Again, I would be on her side. I'd be like, you guys did say. Yeah, she was. He was my celebrity pass. And yeah, and I would be like, it was your fault if she's... you didn't believe that it was a possibility. Yeah, exactly. I, that's my. I know you don't agree with that part of my advice, but that is my advice. I'm like, well, she's done nothing wrong. Well, uh, either way, I feel like if he goes the extra mile to try and win her back, he can even pose as Jason Manzukis like one more time, going like, you know what? And what? Call I it feel off. Yeah, I feel guilty. It's been great getting to know you, but uh, I think this is as far as this can go. And then if they can rekindle their relationship, maybe like five years down the track, he can be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was the real man's Oh, my gosh. Sometimes you say things that make me question, is Ben a psychopath? Why? What's wrong with that? (laughs) He's all, like he was the psychopath in the first place by catfishing his wife. No, you're just like what is best here is if they both lie to each other for the rest of the relationship well, I, and keep I think, secrets. I think that's why it was my instinct to say you've got to come clean. But then the relationship is done and like he doesn't want that. And I don't think she wants that. Well, that's how cheating and lying works, unfortunately. Nah, cuz I feel like most of the time cheating is like I got drunk and horny and we hooked up and it kind of goes from there like she just really took this celebrity crush whatever like celebrity um hall pass i mean because she's allowed but he's the insane person that didn't see this was an insane idea and kept it going i think she deserves to know that her partner's insane yeah but also at the same time what she doesn't know won't hurt her oh my gosh no cannot agree if she comes clean to him, well, this is kind of where we ended mm. up last week. Again, she's in the right. She's done nothing wrong. How can you say that? She's cheating on her boyfriend. <laughs> With her celebrity pass, which he agreed to. I mean, we don't have the transcript of like the entire email chain. Uh, yes, chain. we do. I've got it in front of me. <laughs> she said, is it okay if my celebrity pass is Jason Manzukis?" He said, that's fine, babe. She said, just checking. Celebrity pass means if we meet, I can have sex with them. And he said, that's correct, babe. Good chat. Uh, yeah, they had that conversation, but that was before he found out that she might actually meet him at like the uh, alumni meeting. I feel like you've got to be upfront with that kind of info. Nah. Hey, babe, who's your celebrity pass? He said, I don't have one. Do I have one? He said, no. Yes, because he's overheard half of this conversation. He's like, (laughs) Vicky's definitely going to go on a mission to like hook up with Vin Diesel if I give her one. Well, I saw The Rock tore his fence off this week. What do you mean? 
he tore his like front gate off. Did you not see this in the news? No. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. So he posted about like I know he's been in the news a little because he's had COVID. I think his whole family had like COVID. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, well, this week apparently he was in the news again because he was needed on set and he was trying to drive there and his front gate, like, you know, those big kind of manor gates that open automatically wouldn't open. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. usually what I do is just go down and do it manually and like do the manual release and it's all fine. But this time even that didn't work. So I just got out. I was really like needed on set and everyone was waiting for me. So I just got out and tore it off the hinges. Now that's a crazy person. <laughs> I'll see if I can find the article. I'll send it to you. Because I would imagine, like, maybe The Rock is rich enough to have a gate to his private residence, like, that's only his. Yeah, definitely. It's just his house. But it's there for security reasons. There's got to be, like, a, a regular door that you can go through that's not the gate. Like, he can get to the other side of that fence, <laughs> right? Like, he's not trapped in his compound. Well, he said here, so I did what I had to do. (laughs) I pushed, pulled, and ripped the gate completely off myself, ripped it completely out of the brick wall, severed the steel hydraulics, and threw it on the grass. My security team was able to meet the gate technician and welders about an hour later, and they were apparently, quote, in disbelief and equally scared as to how I ripped it off. (laughs) I mean, surely he just really wanted a new gate, right? Well, he like, was like, the hundreds of people were waiting for me. I know, but there's got to, like, you can hop the fence and get a taxi or something. Like, I know he's the rock, but, like, there are other ways to get to set that don't involve bashing down your own gate. <laughs> like, he must have just been like, well, this thing is broken. I'm uh, going to buy a new gate next week anyway. Let me just, <laughs> you know, rip it off. But yeah, because otherwise, like, you seem like a crazy person with an anger issue. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that like blew my mind. That was pretty wild. Like you can see he's literally ripped it out of the brick wall. Uh yeah. If anyone's like strong enough to destroy their gates, the rock. I'm not trying to take that part of this story to task. <laughs> <laughs> but uh while we're still in lockdown, mm-hmm. I feel like it's uh always important at this point in the podcast to basically get an update on uh where we're both at in terms of quarantine. We're uh, obviously still going to be recording remotely for mm-hmm. the next at least at like least six month, weeks. probably two. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I had a bit of an incident last week mm-hmm. because of the masks. Oh, right. I thought you said because of the mask. And I was like, color me interested. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Due to the mask, <laughs> I was like, these are the best kinds of incidents. I've seen this movie and I want to know how this one ends. Yeah, when uh, you hear that, do you picture that I'm um, having a problem because of the film, The Mask? Or no, like literally I've The Mask. A, like you put a the mask, mask on. Yeah. And you know how I'm like Jim Carrey like, puts the mask smoking. on? And, yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> came to mind, that you've robbed a bank because you put the mask on. I was like, this is amazing. What a sequel. The lockdown mask. <laughs> Thankfully, that it wasn't quite uh, to that degree. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's still, like we established, several weeks left of quarantine. I uh, wouldn't put it past me to uh, get driven to some The Mask-like shenanigans. <laughs> but, I, uh, yeah, I haven't had too many problems wearing it. But this was the first kind of 
real stumbling block for me. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, get get a burrito, right? Just like a, I'm out at lunch. And I think you said uh, you're an adult. Like, I'm an adult. <laughs> I can get I'm a burrito adult. for I'm lunch allowed if a burrito. I want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> as much as this country keeps trying to uh, tell me that I can't do things, <laughs> that is one of my last few freedoms is to get a, uh, a lunchtime burrito. And God damn it, I will do I so. will. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I uh, ordered, I was obviously wearing the mask and the girl behind the counter was wearing a mask and everything. <laughs> Sorry. You can't say I was wearing the mask. You have to say a mask. I, I think I did, but. <laughs> no, you didn't. That time you definitely it. said I was wearing the mask. <laughs> All right, I was wearing a mask and Thank I placed you. my order and I was like, can I have one P-A-R-T-Y? Because I gotta. Yeah, exactly. And then we all laughed and uh, uh, high-fived. Awesome. And then we're like, oh, then we're like that Jim Carrey, right? <laughs> I can't believe there's not been more The Mask jokes. Oh, I thought you were going to say the more The Mask films and there was. It was like, there was like a movie called Son of The Mask. I mean, that too. However many there are, there's not enough. Do you say there was a musical? No, no, just a oh. sequel. Okay, a sequel. But a bit less exciting. Like, a musical would be amazing. It was like so poorly received that I think oh. that that put an end to the Mask franchise. Of course. Yeah, it just really, uh, yeah, apparently it's one of the worst movies ever. But <laughs> regardless. Oh, right. Wow, damn. I ordered my burrito and uh, the woman behind the counter clarified. She's like, do you mean the big one? And uh, I was, like, looking at the menu and they've got, like, burrito, chiquito, like, taquito. Mm-hmm. It's, like, all the same kind of things, just very similarly named. And so I was, like, yeah, burrito is the biggest one out of everything on the menu. So mm-hmm. I'm, like, yeah, I want the big one. And she's, like, yeah, with two two tortillas. Damn. And so That's I was a big like, burrito. Well, that's what I thought. But sometimes, like, you order tacos, like the soft-shell tacos, they would give you two tortillas because I guess just for structural integrity. Oh, right. Yeah. Better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, true. No, you got the me there. The juices can like run through. Make the... it really quite soggy. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is like, I know that I don't usually do that for a burrito, but I'm like, maybe it's dealer's choice here. She yeah. thinks that they need two tortillas. I'm just going to go with it. And uh, then when she pulls out the second tortilla from the grill, I assume she's going to place it like perfectly over the top of my other tortilla, but she places mm-hmm. it kind of like half overlapping. Okay. And so suddenly I'm like, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a huge error. Have you paid yeah. at this point? No. Okay. But I feel like Because I thought she's already... when you were paying, that would be kind of an alert to you. If she's like, that'll be $60. You'd be like, hang on, how big is how big is this burrito? <laughs> I mean, don't get ahead of me, but you're not far off. Oh. She was like scooping the rice and the meat onto the burrito and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I felt like at that time, it's like a little too late to say. Right. Usually as your stomach is rumbling at this point, today it was dropping. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like if they make a mistake, like so often I'll ask for a burrito and while they're making it, they uh, like I specifically say no beans. And yep. then they'll just instinctively start putting beans on it because I guess like, like whoa, 90% whoa, whoa. of their customers want it. Yeah. And so if that happens, I'll happily be like, oh, by the way, no beans. And it's usually like one of the first things they do. So they're not throwing out a whole burrito. 
They're just no. kind of like throwing out the tortilla with some bean yeah. paste or whatever. But here, because like she specifically asked essentially twice, she's like, you mean the big one with like two tortillas? And I said yes to both. That I'm like, Ooh, I guess... This is on me. I'm, I can't say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Because I can't be like, what are you doing when I already doubled down? Like, yes, this is what I want. And you should have seen this thing. It was <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Oh. I, uh, I didn't realize until I Versus got home. your leg or arm, how big? It was like my full uh, forearm, essentially. It was like $26 at the checkout. So this is more than twice a regular burrito that you would get. Wow, because I think damn. like 26, like if you've got did you tw- say? Yeah. Oh, I said if 60. Got- so while like I was hearing this story, I was like, damn, how much was this burrito? <laughs> I was ready uh, for I mean, like a $60 burrito that was as long as your leg. No, I just meant like you were saying, didn't the price kind of um, Tip you off. raise an right. alarm bell? You check out at the end, but yeah. also there's nothing on the menu that was near that price. So did you like walk into this place? I'm imagining you walking in like, I am starving. I just went for a massive run and it's been several days since I had a good feed. And they're like, well, we know what you want. Like, what did you do to make I, it seem like you deserved and needed the secret off menu item, the big burrito? That is the question. <laughs> because it's not like, yeah, I didn't just walk in going like, give me your biggest burrito, madame. Like, there must have been, did you, have you lost a lot of weight or something? Or like, were you wearing like super skinny jeans? We're like, we can see that guy's bones. Like, we know what he needs. Or did I gain a lot of weight? And they're like, this guy looks like uh, he can this eat is a, a Hey, here comes the big burrito. eater. That's true. Yeah. No, I feel like I was very much... Average weight here. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you walk in? Were you like licking your lips like some sort of like the wolf from the? I did have called? my um. I did have my giant burrito eating champion T-shirt <laughs> on. If that was any. Uh, no, I was thinking giveaway. like um. Who is it? Little Red Riding Hood, like with a giant kind of like all the better to see. Yeah. Eat you with uh, kind of like. I, I must have like. <laughs> I wasn't intentionally giving off the big bad wolf vibes. Yeah. But it's the only explanation, really. There's something about you that comes across as hungry, I guess. Uh, yeah. So when I opened the bag back home, I discovered they'd like slipped in a little pamphlet. And I guess. <laughs> What's that for like that... Overeaters Anonymous? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> listen, fatty, we gave you this burrito, but you've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know how to break it to you in person. No, it was for the very burrito that I ordered because I was confused. I'm like, what is this? Like, I know in places like mm. in America, they've got that burger chain where you can order In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out and Burger like, is what I thought you meant, yeah. Yeah, they've got a very well-known secret menu. So yes, yeah. you can order like animal style or whatever. And like these are kind of known menu items that even though they're not on the menu, you can order. Oh my gosh. Back in the day in high school, my yeah. kind of high school good friends, our little crew, thought we were so amazing because we made a secret menu item and then they put it on the menu at Gloria Jeans, which is like a coffee chain in Australia. What was it? So there was hot white chocolates, right? Okay. So we just asked for an iced white chocolate in the summer and they were like, well, we've got iced chocolates and we have the hot chocolate 
with the white hot chocolate, like making possibilities. I guess there's no reason we couldn't make you an iced white chocolate. And then this particular store just knew it was us and knew to make them for us when we ordered them and knew what we meant. And then eventually it appeared on the menu across the nation. Like Australia wide. Yeah. And you I don't know that if that's were... because of us or like they gave feedback that like, hey, people are at our store kind of thought this through and then not not buying them or if it was just a coincidence, but... Yeah, uh, that's pretty impressive. Our mate Brendan, he is very much a coffee connoisseur. Yeah. And so he did something similar where he came up with this extremely elaborate coffee that his local place would make for him. Yeah. But I guess like he would need to clarify every time exactly what went into this thing because it's not oh, right. as simple as yours where you can be like, make me a hot this, chocolate but but with ice. Yeah. yeah. Well, you like, already no, make uh, these things. You make cold chocolates and you make warm white chocolate. I don't think like it's rocket science to make a cold white chocolate. Do they call it cold cho- chocolate? Like you're talking ice about... chocolate, I guess. Like you're saying basically like a chocolate milk kind of thing, but like, no, like white chocolate instead of... Hot chocolate. So it's not quite a white chocolate. I think it's called like like an iced coffee, but an iced chocolate. Yeah, okay. I'll look it up on the menu and see exactly what they call it. <laughs> I guess a chocolate wrappe? Let me look up the origins. I've just, thing I've just never heard anything being called like a cold chocolate. I'm like, no, that's just chocolate milk, surely. <laughs> it's also a great wrestler name, if you're wondering. Uh, cold chocolate, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson nearly went with it. Iced chocolate, sorry. So there's the original iced chocolate. And we were like, well, you already make hot white chocolate. Can we just have iced white chocolate? And they were like, I don't really see why not. And so they did. And then it became like a standard menu item. I don't know if it is anymore, but. It sounds like you should get a cut. Uh, I have one on my eye. (laughs) (laughs) A cut of the profits. I forget about it. Sure. Uh. The, yeah, so I met Brendan. He did the same thing and uh, he would order this like, so specific coffee order every day where it's Mm. like I want three quarters of a shot of this and half a shot of this and blah 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 that he ended up giving them a laminated card with the recipe on it oh my gosh uh, like it had like he came what was the name of it like uh, it was something very pretentious I don't know. It just let's call it like the special. But yeah. he had like a laminated card that's like the special and the ingredients, and they put it up in their store because he's like, "I'm ordering the special," and they apparently loved it. Like, I mean, I can only go by Brendan's first-hand account. But... Wow, he must be very charismatic to pull that off. Because to pull that off and not be a knob, you must be really like charismatic with them. Well, you would know way more than me because I'm not a coffee drinker, but mm. it seems like the barista-customer relationship. Oh, it's you know, tight. It's tight. Yeah. So I can imagine if they've, you know, it's not the first time that he's uh, rocked up to this shop. It sounds like this thing takes half an hour to make, so they're probably having some DMMs while uh, they're preparing it. Well, I've written like a full academic thesis. In fact, I've written two. And in both of them, I've thanked the barista at the coffee house where I was working on it at the time. Because you, you get tired. So, yeah, I can, uh, I can believe that they would be all about his uh, laminated recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Just obviously he's got charisma. But anyway, to finish off this story, I... Mm. Yeah, I ended up accidentally ordering the one kilogram burrito for Mexican oh. Independence Day. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
And so, like, the only reason I worked out what it was is because they had, like, a little like flyer, the little flyer in the bag. So was that, that day was like, Mexican Independence Day? No. So, oh. like, double check these things. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> triple check, whatever. Like... I can. I would almost let it slide if it was Mexican Independence Day, unbeknownst to me, when I walked right, into the store. Yeah, like, fair but enough. I got like, a promotion on today. Yeah, but it was like three days later. Ah, there maybe was like just, at least mm. nowhere in the restaurant did I see a sign for like the one kilogram burrito. Like maybe it's possible I overlooked it. Yeah. But when she's like, "Do you mean the big one?" She didn't point to like the giant standee of an inflatable burrito. That she didn't I'm hold like, yes. up a giant burrito. Do you mean the big yeah. one? <laughs> right. What I want to try now is open my own burrito store and see how comically large I can trick people into <laughs> being okay with. If I, because I feel like a lot of people are with you. If I say, "Yeah, the big one," they're like, "Okay, yeah." How comically large before someone says, "Look," when I said the big one. I may have miscalculated. <laughs> what do you yeah, think? Yeah, she puts down if she puts down a third tortilla, would that would like? Oh, my... I was thinking literally like the giant prawn size at some stage. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open my burrito store and start where they started and just keep making it larger until someone says, "I realize what I said, but <laughs> this is not." <laughs> when you not say the I big one. For. And then, like, half an hour later, you're still assembling it. They might... I feel like at that point, I might have uh, jumped in and be like, you know what? I overstepped my bounds when I <laughs> meant the big one. I didn't realize you had a comically uh, large burrito. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I didn't realize you had a novelty burrito. Yeah. No, if she had have put down a third tortilla, I probably at that point <laughs> would be like, hold up. I, you know, I, this is embarrassing... It's on me, but I didn't realize you had a foot, like a, not like a foot long. It was already like more than a foot long, like a meter long burrito that was uh, secretly on your menu. I feel right. like there's not too many people ordering that, that I probably would have been in the right to query it, but it did raise <laughs> questions. I had to eat this thing over two meals. Okay. And I did get through it, but it was like now dinner and lunch were sorted. I don't think that would probably take me two days, I reckon. Well, the problem is, like, how do you reheat a burrito? Because the great thing about oh, a burrito that is, is once true. They're so soggy. Yeah. Like, once you've eaten it, like, in the process of eating it, I guess, the tortilla is both your shell, like, to hold it mm-hmm. and part of the meal. Yes. But once, like, if you put it in the microwave or the oven, it gets that gets, yeah, like, super hot. Soggy and, and hot. Yeah. And so you can't like pick it up in the same way that you would a fresh burrito. (laughs) So now I'm eating like the second half of it for dinner with the knife and fork. Yeah, it didn't quite have the same. I don't know. Like it wasn't as... It's a weird way to celebrate Mexican Independence Day. Yeah, but uh, I celebrated Mexican Independence Day this year, Vicky. Did you? I guess not. Not in that way. (laughs) I probably did with my sugar skull band-aid somewhere on my body. Well, that's something. I'll I'll give you that one. (laughs) So that's that's how I'm holding up in quarantine. What about you? Well, funny you should say that. There's been a lot of emotions uh, running high over here at our place. Yeah. So I, I guess as I'm working during the day, I like to have a show on in the background. I don't know. Has I talked about this before? I don't think so. Yeah, so when I work during the day, I know you like to listen to podcasts, but I find that slightly too distracting. So I like to have something on on the TV, 
but nothing I really want to watch because I'm not going to be fully concentrating on it. So it has to be something kind of middle of the road that is interesting enough that kind of as it goes by, it's um, watchable. But if I kind of half watch eight hours of it while I'm working, I'm not going to miss much. <laughs> okay. It's a very specific band of like middle of the road TV that you're uh, describing. Yeah. Exactly. And I've managed to do like pretty well so far at it. So at the moment, our like premium show where it's like phones down, we're not being distracted. This is our time to watch something is Jessica Jones. So that's the kind of difference. This is not that. That's the one that you want your full attention on. Yeah, exactly. So I started, I finished up another show unexpectedly, like halfway through a work day. So I was like, damn, what am I going to go with? So I went so with what, pretty... like to, to to set the tone. What was the previous show? What's like the uh, okay, and that's like teen drama kind of thing. Is that right? Um, I would say like a crime, like a comedy crime drama. I guess like a CSI, but with more jokes. Yeah, like that's not a bad thought. Yeah. Okay. I kind of cross between, I guess, a CSI, a comic book, movie, and like jokes. It's like a supernatural CSI. Yeah, that is like a cross between supernatural and CSI would probably be pretty close to it. So I really right. liked it. Like I was really into it. Don't get me wrong, but that finished up unexpectedly because I thought there was more when actually they just said they're still making the rest, which is good news, but it's not good news for me now on lockdown. <laughs> so I started on Pretty Little Liars thinking that, well, there's seven seasons of like 20 episodes and two spin-offs. So I'm pretty safe, surely, till October with that. Yeah, so I looked it up and I think the main show had 160 episodes and the spin-offs were one season each of like maybe 10 episodes. So I've got, so, I think, just over 200 episodes, if I put it all together, is what I found, but I could have got that wrong. All right. Well, that's that sounds like the kind of thing that should last you quite a while, I would assume. Right. Yeah. Because I probably at work between like having to switch it off because I'm doing stuff and concentrating properly would watch four to five episodes depending on the day. Like you didn't get sick of Lucifer by the end? There was a lull in the middle. Funny you should ask because I remember <laughs> I said to you, look, I'm over Lucifer. And then I was like, nah, this has blown my mind. I'm back on it. But was it like just the fact that you'd watched so much Lucifer or you think there was just some bad seasons in the middle of there? Yeah, I think there was just a little while where it kind of dragged. There was a, a middle okay. section where I was like, mm, this is not your best work. Because this whole thing, like I can barely watch two episodes of the same show in a row. Like All I right. just, one is enough. I'm like, I, I've <laughs> sat down, I've watched a show. Like I can watch two different shows back to back, but like there's a definite limit. Like an hour and a half of like one thing is enough, you know? Well, yeah, that's like my partner. So he can't watch a whole bunch of episodes in a row either, really. Yeah, but it's like what you're describing is like now I am living in Lucifer land. Like this like, is my life now. Essentially, I, yeah. And you I know this about me. Lucifer. I am him. I, if there was some sort of ma- the mask for Lucifer, I would have it on. Okay, yeah, like, it, this sounds like my literal hell, but uh, I'm glad you're <laughs> enjoying you yourself. you say that, I guess. Was that a, a yeah. play on words? I enjoy it. I mean, maybe that was an episode, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I think what makes it doable is that you're not really watching. But you're obviously absorbing enough of it to kind of take in the fact, like, of the plot line and everything. More or less, but again, like... 
I would say CSI, the amount you need to concentrate on a CSI is pretty much on par. Like how much do you really have to concentrate to understand what's happening in a CSI? I mean, I don't know. I don't watch CSI, but you're saying like not that much, but then I just no. would never watch that show. Like, exactly. <laughs> like even my roommate, uh, Julian. Well, he rewatches shows multiple times, whereas I can't do that. He'll have something like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia on in the background, just like 24-7. I think he's watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine about five times. Right. And so, like, he's kind of just on his phone and it's on. And it's like basically what you're describing where yeah. he's already seen the episode. So, he kind of doesn't really need to take in well, the whole thing. I don't do this in my leisure time. This is because I have to be working and I don't, yeah, I can't concentrate when there's dead it's silence. It's just better I than, like, I silence. Be- yes, exactly. Yeah, but even like what I'm saying is Always Sunny disappeared from whatever streaming service it was on temporarily and so he couldn't watch it. And it was kind of like a relief to me until this weekend when it reappeared on Amazon <laughs> and he discovered it. And like I just hear the little intro music and I'm like, uh, yeah. it just kind of like drills into my core now. I'm like, stop watching this show. Like you've just already watched. I like this. Even just me from the other room overhearing the theme song is too much at this point because I've just heard it 7,000 times. (laughs) And this is one of my favourite shows. I love Always Sunny. Mm. But I just don't want to be in its vicinity that much. (laughs) Yeah, see, I'm not that bad because I can't re-watch a show multiple times. But Um, you're talking about watching 100 or 200 episodes of the same show. It's the same kind of thing. It's just like that's a lot of one show in the span of such a small amount of time. I guess so, yeah. But again, I'm not really concentrating. But long story short, like it really helps keep me like focused and keeps the demons at bay. This is how you get through quarantine. Like pretty much. Like, I don't know, it just kind of fills the silence while I'm trying to work, I guess. It makes... So today I found Pretty Little Lies had gone off Netflix and I was close to tears. (laughs) <laughs> and my boyfriend was laughing at me and I got angry at him because he couldn't understand how awful this was for me. So how how far into the show were you before it disappeared? 12, uh, 12 episodes. And that was enough. Is the show that good that you're like, no. oh my God, I can't be without the pretty little liars anymore? Or, no, it was like I like had you- found something that was middle of the road like it was just perfect for intended purpose and I had a lot of it and now that was taken away and I he was like I'm sure we can find you another mediocre show and I was like you don't understand like this is I I don't understand like I am with him like what's wrong with (laughs) like you said uh, you brought up Supernatural for instance like that's another one that's got something like 15 seasons worth yeah, that doesn't speak to me. I don't really want to watch Supernatural. That's what makes it hard. It has to be the right middle-of-the-road show. American TV is churning out middle-of-the-road shows more than any other genre, really. Like, I th- think th- what I need to do is get into Bollywood and <laughs> Korean dramas. What, because you think that if you like one, you're going to like all of them? No, just then, like, a whole new world's opened up. Of Like, if we as English speakers are making middle-of-the-road shows, like, surely other countries are making these too. But you're acting like you've already watched every middle-of-the-road American drama. That's not even close to being true. But it's like the mental effort involved in finding a middle-of-the-road drama with that many episodes that I liked and was 
a quarter interested in was so exciting that I, my heart was broken having to go back to that process again. How long did it take you to find Pretty Little Lies? 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't go through it. It's (laughs) like a comfort blanket. I mean, I get that it's like 15 minutes that now you don't have to worry about, but it seems like you were 10 episodes or 12 episodes deep. Like, I would almost It definitely wasn't about the loss of the story. If it was like just normal times and someone's like, Pretty Little Lies is off Netflix. I was like, oh, shame. Never mind. But I'm saying like you've got like over 160 episodes of just the main show, not even including Mm. the spinoffs. You're not even 10% of the way through and you're about to break down in tears. Like if you were- But that's what I'm saying. It's not even about the show. That's exactly what I'm saying. My point is like if you were committed to this shitty show and you had almost watched all of it and you're like, now I can't see it through- that would be one thing, but you started two days ago. Like this is a, it's like you were going on like, all right, I'm going to walk across the whole of Australia. Mm -hmm. And then two days into this like month long trek, they were like, oh, sorry, there's been like a tornado warning. We, you have to stop here. (laughs) And you're like, but I was like, I, I I just started like, well, no, it's more like, yeah, it's more like, I guess if I went through like a horrible divorce and I was like, I'm going to walk across Australia as a way to take my mind off it and keep my, you know, my mental health on track and think things over. And then that yeah. happened. Because again, the walk across Australia means almost nothing to me. It's the comfort blanket aspect. Like it's the only thing between me and screaming panic is having Pretty Little Lies <laughs> on in the background. So did you find a way to uh, watch Pretty Little Lies in the end? Well, yeah. Funny you should ask. You found it. Thank you. It was literally just on another streaming service. But I feel like this has brought up a question for me. Netflix should put a little bubble that pops up when you click it that's like, hey, this is only on here for a few more days. Are you sure? I think they might have had something like that at one stage, but I'm pretty sure they actively want to avoid telling people that things are leaving their service because then it makes it seem like, oh, shit, maybe Netflix isn't as good as it. As we right. think it is. Well, why have I got this? I better go to Stan. Yeah. Yeah. If you see like a whole row of content that it's like leaving soon, then you're like, oh, like, I guess this stuff isn't forever and maybe Netflix is uh, overrated or something like I, I'm with you. Like I, that wouldn't be my mentality, but I think that that's probably what they're trying to avoid. My partner has just texted me what I think is a great solution. Yeah. He said, so essentially you're trying to say, you want MS Paperclip for Netflix? And the answer is yes. <laughs> I do. Like, I see you're trying to... I see you're trying to to keep your mental health together by watching middle-of-the-road shows. May I just tell you, Pretty Little Liars is going off in two days. It was literally two days later. But isn't that the, um, the whole, like, point of the recommendations section? Like, if you watch enough no, of No, this, this is stuff- the opposite of a recommendation. <laughs> Though... You're saying you you didn't want it to recommend it to you because it's disappearing before you can watch it all. Well, I just, again, I wanted the little paperclip to pop up and say, I see you're about to watch this. Did you know you'll only have it for two days? Did you know there's 160 episodes <laughs> and only 48 hours to watch all of them? <laughs> and I'd be like, get me Red Bull. <laughs> I know what I'm going to get started on actually after this. And that brings me great comfort. I just need to find where to stream it. I'm going to start on One Piece. 
because there's like a thousand episodes. I think over a thousand episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Let me look it up. That is probably the most, uh, like the highest episode count for a scripted show that I can think of. What's the unscripted show? Well, like something like... I'll start watching the news. From yeah, <laughs> go back to 1903. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch every episode of the news made. <laughs> There's 942 episodes of One Piece. So That'll get me through lockdown. At least like... Where can I watch it? Is it like Crunchyroll? Or? It looks like it's on Netflix. Yeah, at least they might not have... Somewhere. I don't know if it's in this country. They might not have every single... Uh, no, they've got it. They've got them all. Oh, my God. Again, my comfort blanket has descended on me again and it feels good. I tried watching One Piece when it was on in high school. Like it was one of these Mm -hmm. um, shows that was on just like when you're getting ready for school and stuff. And uh, I was a big fan of shows like Dragon Ball Z and uh, all those kind of things. So it kind of felt like it was along those lines. Uh, It wasn't very good. I did not like One Piece. Oh, I really liked the... um I really liked the manga. I've got like a bunch of the manga at my house. Maybe the manga's better. I don't know. But it's... I really enjoyed the manga. I guess this leads me to the question. You've committed Mm -hmm. to Pretty Little Liars, even though you're not expecting big things. Once you start a show like that, if you're not loving it, what happens? I do quit. You do? Yeah, I have quit before. There are are shows that you are like, oh, I thought this was going to be my next five weeks worth of uh, background noise. But yeah, there has been a few. But like episode three, I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Okay. Yeah, that has All happened. Right. It's good to know. That- I can't remember what. I could probably look at my Netflix queue and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was not working for me. Yeah. Usually I know within the first sort of five episodes. Also, what's happened is some of them I've had to elevate as well. What do you mean? So some of them I've started watching as middle of the road shows and I was like, whoa, this is way too interesting. I'm sorry. Oh, I see. You were... Like, you know when a t-shirt gets relegated to pyjama duty and you're like, you don't deserve this. You're a t-shirt that still (laughs) should see the world. Yeah. That's basically what's happened. So I've started... I've put on a a couple shows before as background noise and then I've been like, oh my gosh, like this was a mistake. This is way too interesting. So I do a lot of documentary series in the background noise. I like that as well because I'm kind of... Okay. Like you can just listen to them. You don't necessarily need to be looking at what they're showing you. They're often like just talking about interesting stuff. Yeah. And then some of them I'm like, no, this is awesome. I really want to pay attention. So yeah, sometimes things get relegated to the like, this is literally unwatchable, but sometimes things get escalated to like, this is actually worth watching properly. (laughs) All right. Well, it's good to know that there is in fact a uh, standard there. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's not high. But, well, it's purposefully but yeah, not high by the sound is, uh, of it. It isn't. The Crunchyroll is $7 a month. So, like, I actually feel myself feeling karma knowing that I've got a direction <laughs> knowing that to go you've to got next. nigh on a thousand episodes of One Piece to potentially uh, fill the, the rest of quarantine. Like, actually, you don't even understand. And they've got all <laughs> 900 plus episodes there? Yes, seems like it. All right. Well, uh, I'll look forward to uh, One Piece in review then. <laughs> Maybe I should start another podcast. The other thing that we always have to uh, check in every podcast now is mm-hmm. uh, how's your running going? Yeah, I was off running for a week. I injured my hip. Mm. So I did my 10Ks and as part of the victory lap, I was in like such searing pain in probably the last 500 meters that I was getting full body kind of chills from the pain in my hip. And then I had to take a week off, but worth it. So is this a uh, I told you so moment? Because I was, last episode, 
you were saying like if you could run 10 kilometers but at the cost of being incapacitated for like the next month wouldn't that be worth it and I was like what the hell are you talking about I have to impress a 96 year old man (laughs) yeah and the answer is yes it was worth it it was even though now you can't run for a week yeah it was definitely worth it I still look back and I'm like that's one of my crowning achievements but you're you've been in agony since oh well <laughs> I mean, I could be ag- in agony for any other reason. I've got a yeah. cut on my eye. Like that, I didn't even achieve anything there. I don't even know how it happened. But you could have gone on like five shorter runs in the span of that week that add up to like 15 kilometers. Yeah, but that's not an achievement to run 15 kilometers in a week. That's easy. Running 10 kilometers at once is awesome. All right. If, <laughs> if that's your goal. <laughs> it was. Thank you. And I reached it. Well, I, as you know, I tore my Achilles and was in like on crutches and a moon boot for yeah. like a year and then in rehab for like at least a year after that from just walking around your house. So I'm not denying that there's <laughs> been progress made. I just thought no, no, that this I'm was... saying like that was from doing nothing. So if I get injured for only a week from achieving something I've wanted to do for the last 10 years, then definitely it's worth it. That was something you wanted to do for a decade? Run 10 kilometers? Yeah. Yeah, I've tried a couple of times. Okay, I didn't realize that was the goal. I thought it was just like we're in lockdown. I'm I'm not able to uh, go to the gym or whatever. This is how I'm keeping fit. And so now you've got like a week where you uh, can't keep up the exercise because you were... went too hard I didn't realize I mean a decade is probably a bit dramatic but I think I tried once in 2014 and then not long after unrelatedly tore my Achilles which took me out for like two years and I guess after then I was like these babies are as precious as gold I'm not gonna (laughs) put any extra stress on them and then I tried again last year and I was in a car accident what's the new goal then you've achieved your 10k speeding it up so you're still you're still gonna keep aiming for the 10 kilometers even if it puts you out of action yeah i want to try to do it in under an hour which i can't do at the moment yeah that would be uh that'd be pretty tough guess we'll see i think you could do it okay i don't think so i can't run 5k's like in like even just half of that distance would take me longer than half an hour yeah that well me too at the moment but with like I'm using a training plan particularly aimed at getting me faster, so. All right. Well, uh, when when do you get back on the horse then? Today. I was back on today. Oh, Consider okay. the horse put away wet because <laughs> here I am. I literally just got out of the shower to get onto the podcast. What's weird though is according yeah. to my um, <laughs> according to my heart rate app. I worked out three times today, which is fine. Like one was the run and then two was like stretching after the run. I quit telling my Fitbit that I was running. So it was like, oh, but you're still exercising. I was like, yeah, fair enough. And the third one was <laughs> just when I was like cooking dinner. Apparently I was in like cardio level of heart rate. I was like, I don't know. Was there like <laughs> a particularly stressful moment in the kitchen when I was making What were you making? Curry? Just curry. A giant one kilo burrito. I was. I was lifting it. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This is- <laughs> doing some very vigorous stirring or something. Yeah. So for 13 minutes while I was cooking dinner, it was thinking that I was really vigorously uh, working out. It ca- I got 13 minutes of activity recorded. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Uh, I've read some interesting news lately, speaking of the news. <laughs> now that I'm endeavouring to watch all of it since the dawn of television to now. Yeah. And one line really struck me. So the headline is already amazing. Why are packets of mystery seeds from Asia turning up in Australia? Great question. Love it already. I've, I've been wondering. Um, it's been revealed Australians have been receiving unsolicited packages containing foreign seeds, which already is the... You can see why I clicked. It's, they haven't tried to be clickbait, but they've got me. <laughs> I'm clicking away. And here's what really blows my mind. And I feel like it's strange that they feel they need to point this out. The first quote in the article, the first line, not the quote, sorry, the first paragraph in the article is, Australians are being urged not to plant any, quotation, mystery seeds they receive in the mail after reports of multiple unsolicited seed packets arriving in Australian addresses from Asia. I feel like that goes without saying. Uh, I mean, it's probably a smart move, but... The temptation has got to be there, right? Oh, surely. I'd be tempted. But again, I have read Jack and the Beanstalk. Well, that's right. Like, you know, I know that story doesn't have a happy ending. I was going to say, I know that story is not entirely true. I mean, don't burst my bubble, (laughs) Vicky. I'm just saying that, like, what if they were magic beans? Who doesn't want a golden goose? Is that what he gets? Well, he, like, steals the golden goose, yeah. Does he? Huh. Uh, okay. Well, he gets, I... he gets a... Go- <laughs> Have you not read Jack and the Beanstalk? I didn't mean to be <laughs> I mean, spoiling I literally said at the top, I've read Jack and the Beanstalk, but I guess I haven't. <laughs> you read the uh, sanitised version where so. he uh, just went up and had a tea party with the giant. Yeah, pretty much. No, I yeah. remember he, like, chopped it down as he was chasing him down there, but I did not remember that he got away with the golden goose, no. They try to kill the golden goose to, like, get all the eggs, mm. which... Like, as a fable, I get it. They're like, patience is a virtue. That's basically the message. Wait for these uh, geese to lay the golden eggs. But you have to be real dumb to be like, all of the eggs are inside of him. We can crack him open and get it. Like, <laughs> I don't remember the, this kind of side of things at all. So the Jack and the Beanstalk thing that sticks out to me is that while the giant is climbing down the beanstalk, he chops it down so that kills the giant that's the big moment for me the whole golden goose thing is completely lost on me he's like climbing the beanstalk because there's a golden goose up there laying golden eggs Mm. so he's like stealing these eggs on a regular basis oh right and then he's like why not just steal the goose yeah and gets too greedy and so then he like yeah he's i guess climbing down with the goose in one hand axe in the other so when he gets to the bottom he's like chopping down the beanstalk so the giant dies mm-hmm. well but jack and the beanstalk the book has got 3.5 on uh, google reviews <laughs> out of five <laughs> yeah. i mean that seems about right road. because this whole subplot about cutting open the goose makes no sense <laughs> well i like here that says the moral would be to make the best of a bad situation and when opportunity knocks, take advantage of it. Uh, well, I guess that's the opposite of what our Biosecurity Australia is saying. <laughs> yeah. Unless I'm getting my, like, Aesop's fables mixed up. Is there another one where there's a golden goose that No, they... no, you're right. I looked it up. Yeah, you are okay. correct. Yeah. Right. 
So it then goes on to say, Australian biosecurity officers have found 36 seed packages arriving at Australian addresses filled with unknown plant matter which were not ordered by the recipients. Mm. The packages appear to have been sent from several countries, including China, Malaysia, Pakistan and Taiwan. This is pretty amazing as well. I had not heard of these guys and I want to know more. The phenomenon has prompted warnings from the Australian Seed Federation. <laughs> I every day on my run, right? Yeah. I run past I think it's called like the National Herbarium. Oh yeah, I do like know the that. one. Yeah. And I'm like, are they just like the place where like all day they analyze and talk about herbs like because that's what it really sounds like it's in the botanical <laughs> gardens so like it seems fitting I'm that like, they I would think know so. herbs i think that's not not wrong but it's like these minor um like seemingly quite important government organizations i assume it's a governmental business but it's like who is the person that's like you know what we need a whole department in charge of seeds and herbs. Well, what like, amazes me is, like, that's really broad. Like, there's no Australian Food Federation, is there? Like, seeds, like, as far as I know, every plant starts out of a seed. So do they have <laughs> jurisdiction over all the other kind of boards? Like, if you're on the corn board, you're like, well, I guess we have to consult with the seed board. They're an interested party. Versus, like, you know, if, you, if you're planning, like, a tulip festival, you're like, well, we better get the seed board involved because we all know where tulips come from. Unless they're a bulb, they might be, I don't know. Oh, my gosh, get this. The president is Mr. Tim Pepper. That's amazing. And their I mean, past president is Mr. Michael Leader. <laughs> not quite as appropriate. Leader? I feel like it's a good name for a president. Mr. Leader? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. I'm just trying to think like how much important seed business is there on a daily basis. Like, can't that be someone's part-time gig? (laughs) Well, again, I just feel probably a lot because there's not a lot that doesn't start out as a seed. But surely this has been established. Like you bring up (laughs) corn, for instance, like we've got regulations on where and like how much corn you can grow. That's not changing regularly. (laughs) Maybe it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe it is maybe, I don't know alright yeah is that the whole article uh, no there's a little more but I mean you're not missing there's not much too exciting okay just you know don't don't open and plant them you just have you've got dreams of like mystery seeds showing up in your mail oh my gosh that would be amazing alright um, so you've read this article I love this, this quote as well so yeah. because I probably would have put them in the bin but apparently that's not what you should do I like this If you do receive seeds in the mail that you did not purchase, do not plant the seeds or put them in the garbage. Secure the seeds and immediately report it to the department. Does it say how to secure it? It doesn't. I don't know. It sounds like I'm like headlocking these seeds. You don't want like a, you know, agent showing up on your desk. It's like, we've got some uh, unsecured seeds seeds here. And like they're all coming in with gas masks. That's what I was imagining. And they also say you should only plant and use seeds from un- from known and trusted sources. I was like, okay. These guys need to live on the edge more. Like, what if like they get some awesome seeds and it's like a rare Brazilian flower that we've like never seen before? It's like they they could have just passed up that entire opportunity. Would you, if you received random seeds in the mail, plant them? I think I would have to. I would be like, 
Well, because, like, what are the chances that someone sent me seeds and didn't want me to plant them? I mean, zero. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they may have had no intentions for you, but definitely not not planting them was not in mind. Like, what's the worst that it could happen? It's like weed or something that I'm, like, potentially going to... No, they're more concerned of, like, is it going to... Well, funny you should ask, what's the worst that could happen? It could destroy the ecosystem of Australia and the biosecurity. But could it... Like, if it's just in a pot in my balcony, I feel <laughs> no, like I don't it's know. pretty safe. I guess safe. it could, like, blow across... The road onto like someone's shoes, who then works out to a far walks out to a farm. You know how these things happen. They're acting like it's like the most um, virile plant that is going to grow on the planet. Like, I mean, you do you it, really want to as- risk this in this day and age of coronavirus? Like, I've learned not to take what felt like normal risks in the past. I am willing to accept maybe there's a super bush out there that could kill us all at this stage. But what if what if we grow it right? And it's like the world's, like a new fruit is on there. Wouldn't you be like, oh my God, like I've just discovered ambrosia <laughs> and it came in the mail. Well, it's like a, a no calorie chocolate tree or something. Yeah, exactly. And like Ben was heralded as the, uh, like they could name it after me and stuff. But it's like, you're the inventor of the no calorie chocolate plant. <laughs> now I'm the like ben making tree. billions. Yeah. Like, what's your secret? I'm like, I don't know. It just showed up in the mail and I curiosity got the better of me. So are you saying you wouldn't plant it? And I'm like, no, sorry. I went like my blanked out because I literally was imagining that quote in the newspaper. Like, Tell us how you did it. I don't know. I yeah, guess. it really makes it sound like, like I think he uh, had sex with these seeds. Yeah. Curiosity got the better of me. I was like, yeah. I don't know. You might want to think about how you're going to uh, give your quotes. Well, we've got... We've got if I uh, become a billionaire inventor of some kind of zero calorie chocolate, I'll be able to mm-hmm. hire PR to fine tune my to, responses. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I recommend that you do. Fair enough. Well, uh, you're saying you wouldn't plant them? I don't know. I don't think I would. Knowing all of this, you would be like you would do the responsible thing and be like, here, seed board. Well, no, I don't think I would secure them, like, under some (laughs) sort of, like... I was thinking, like, we've got, like, one of those cake platters where, like, the... You know, you put the glass lid. that they have in, like, MasterChef or whatever. Yes, exactly. I was thinking I'd, like, put it under that and be like, careful, if you lift that, who knows what could happen. Yeah, you don't want to leave those seeds unsecured. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would probably just put them in the bin or freak out. Uh, All right, well, I'll be over here chomping on ambrosia because i feel like when i have children i mean first of all i don't have children yet but when i have children slash me now i will be like is it drugs it's drugs isn't it is it drugs would is my first thought i don't want to get caught with drugs so yeah i would probably like flush them down the toilet which i'm sure is the worst thing i could do or like hide them in like someone else's bin or something. Again, probably the worst thing I could do. Because <laughs> my fear would be like, again, the police knock down the door and they're like, that's high grade heroin seeds. And I'd be like, I didn't even know that came from seeds, but okay. I thought you would at least have to refine it. And they're like, oh no. Uh, that's what they want you to think. Exactly. Like the and then I have to go to jail have... for a hundred years. Yeah, you'd be so uncool. Like, I am really were... uncool. What do you mean I would be? Hello, I'm uncool. 
No, I'm saying like in this scenario, you get one package in the mail and now suddenly you're like sweating balls like you've uh, been handed like a kilo of Coke. <laughs> like It's just probably like a pine cone or something that you've got in the mail, but now you're like, oh my God, I'm on the FBI's most wanted list. Yeah, I, that's how I would feel. I would actually feel that way <laughs> and be quite nervous. All right, well, if you want to freak Vicky out, you know where to send some seeds. Oh my gosh, please don't. I would not be able to handle it. <laughs> I mean, I have such I think- bad anxiety. I can't handle a show finishing. I like, know. She's on don't tears send me from- random seeds. I, I would have a breakdown. How long was the period between realizing that Pretty Little Liars had disappeared from Netflix and being told that it was on another streaming service? Like, how long were you dealing with that? 15 minutes, I think. And you were almost on the verge of breakdown within that 15 minutes. But like, yeah, I basically went to like trauma freeze mode. Like I About couldn't to think. Like I was just like, no, I wouldn't go. I wasn't hyperventilating. But like, I was just like, everything is terrible. Like I can't even think. I'm just going to lay here and stare into the abyss. Can you still hear me? You uh, dropped out. I can't hear Vicky. So I think that seems like a good reason to end the show. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can email me, ben at insaneramblings.net. Uh, you can reach me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Podcast at insaneramblings.net will find us also. Of course, you can always find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash insaneramblings for behind the scenes, um, some extra videos, some extra clips, some shareables, all that kind of stuff, and you can comment directly to us. Or jump on uh, Spotify where you can uh also subscribe or iTunes where you can rate, review and have every new episode downloaded automatically whenever it comes out. Thanks for listening. OAC Boat. OAC Boat. Yeah, let me look it up. That is probably the most, uh, like the highest episode count for a scripted show that I can think of. What's the unscripted show? The news? I'll start watching the news. From- yeah, go back to 1903. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch every episode of the news made. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking like, you know, like Neighbours or like one of these, like soap oh, operas right. or something. That's also scripted though. Uh, Yeah, okay, I guess like... As opposed to, yes, the... Unless, do you think Neighbours is reality TV? Is it not? (laughs) (laughs) It's in ramblings.